When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joshua. Very nice. Welcome back to Fright School, dear listener. How are we doing? I mean, I think we're okay, right? Yeah, I mean, you're not too traumatized. No, uh, that remains to be seen. (laughs) We might not know the true effects until much later, but... That's true. That is kind of how PTSD sometimes works. Yeah, it manifests in, you know, very specific and visceral ways much later. Well, we'll see in 15 minutes or so where we're at. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I half expected you to, like, get your decorative spiders and put them, like, in this room to freak me the fuck out. I don't really have decorative spiders. The ones that you – well, the big ones that you use. Oh, right. Yeah. No, they're all packed away. I'm not going to drag those out just to traumatize you. Well, good. I'm glad. Although it would have been fun. Uh, See, I'll do it unsuspectingly then. Great. (laughs) I just gave you an idea. Next time you come in here, I'm going to put one up in that corner there. You're not even going to do it. Joshua got to hear more of uh, my, um, my you know, s- jump scare screaming. Yeah. Well, so. we'll get to that. We'll get we'll get to that. We'll we'll get into every delicious <laughs> detail, D- delicious of dish of it. Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been I've been not watching movies because I've been saved because you know Black Christmas did just come out, so I was like, you know what, I'll wait. Yeah, we need to go and see that. Yeah, yeah I have yeah, to just yeah. wait and see that with you. Um, I've been. Just, you know, getting ready for the holiday season and making my Christmas cards, sending them out. Um, yeah, it's been fun. It's been really interesting uh, this holiday season. Uh, got some Christmas cards from Etsy for people. Some fun ones from my friend, my Jewish friends. Some nice Hanukkah ones. Nice. Exactly. L'chaim. L'chaim. You know, next year in Jerusalem. Nezgadol Hayasham, whatever. Um, yeah, what about you? What have you been doing? What have you been up to? Not much. Um, I had a very nice facial the other day. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, <laughs> her name was Chantal. Ah, Chantal. Yes, she was very lovely. I actually really did like her. Um, I did make the mistake that I make with a lot of people where, you know, sometimes, you know, you get relaxed and you're like, you know, you got nice warm hot cloth on your face and you're getting a massage. I so what do you do for work? You know, I was all relaxed, and I was like, oh, you know, I work in behavioral health. I get a mental health clinic, and that just set off a lot of conversation. But it was okay. 
good. You know, in the end, it was all right. So, but I don't know because I made another. I, I made a follow up appointment. Well, not a follow up, but just another facial appointment mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. her in a few weeks. Uh, so I'm gonna have to try to figure out how to like keep the balance of like. Well, I'm kind of. I really don't want to talk too much. You know, I just want to kind of lay there. But we did learn a lot about each other. It was very fun. Lovely. <laughs> and now that she did a great job. Good. Yeah. You look. You look so. You look so young. Ah, thank you. You look. Fresh. You look all. You look you look twenty one. Have you ever gotten a facial gel? Oh yeah. I mean, in a, a like a real salon facial, not yes, you know, I have a grinder facial, not a grinder facial. <laughs> no, no grinder facials. Um, well, uh, that's enough. For, that's a different story. Um, that tool they use to like the extractor. In, yeah. yeah, that thing. I have. Um, I enjoy getting facials. Actually, um, I used to work at a salon. I used to work at a spa. That's right. And I would often be the test face for the different things that they would have. So I've been facialized. I've been microdermabrasioned. I've yes, been, I got some of that. Ooh, I've been waxed. Um, they've waxed my eyebrows and my nose, and they use the. She hard... told me I have perfect eyebrows, and not to mess with them. Oh, yeah. she's she's correct. Yeah, she asked me. She's like, "So, do, are you do you pluck them? What do you do with your eyebrows?" I'm like, "I don't do shit with my eyebrows. I leave them alone because you know I don't want to fuck them up." And yeah. she goes, "These are natural like that." I'm like, "Yeah." How did you enjoy the instructions? It was a little painful. Yeah, did you yeah. like it though? I so, did. Yeah, it was kind of because it just felt afterwards so clean. And when I saw like my nose, especially, I was like, "Oh, okay, all right. Well, I'll be back." Yeah. You, well, I mean, like you. <laughs> For someone who wears makeup regularly, you do take care of your face a lot. You're very yeah. I'm always like in it. So, but um, yeah, you know. Well, it's interesting because I, I wear a lot of eye makeup, but I don't wear a lot of face makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I need to wear more sunscreen and all that kind of stuff. I know so. everyone's always like, wear the sunscreen. Yeah. Well, she had said something that I never really thought about because I'm like, you know, I never go out in the sun. Like, I'm if I can avoid being in direct sunlight, I I will. Yes. But she's like, yeah, but you work in an office in front of a computer, don't you? And under like lighting and stuff. And I never really thought about the damaging oh. effects of that kind of light. Hmm, so she okay. was also our phones, all of that. So she's like, you know. It's all kinds of places you can get damaging light, she says. I don't know if, if that's true or not. Mm, but okay. I'm like, girl, if if you're telling me my computer screen at work is, like, harming my face, like, I'll stay away <laughs> it's from like, it. It's like, I'll wear a veil. <laughs> like, I'll, I will stay away from my computer screen. <laughs> I can't I can't work right today because I, 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 my, my, uh, the free my radicals. esthetician told me I got to keep away. <laughs> yeah, the free radicals. On the computer screen. It's like I, my esthetician told me I can't. And yeah. my shaman, my shaman was yeah. like, you know. Uh, this is, I'm sure, really thrilling for our listeners. I know. Someone is like, get to the horror. Um, yeah. What horror has been up? Well, I haven't, you know, again, it's um, the, the Mandalorian. Been watching that. I'm not, watch, I'm not watching a ton of horror. Yeah. Lately, outside of, um, I mean, I do. I want to go see uh, Black Christmas, yes, because I'm very curious about another remake. Well, we need to watch 2006's the remake because I've seen the original, but I kind of want to see the remake. You weren't at Scary Christmas last year. No, I had I did to show it with my family. Damn it! I know. I showed it last year. A lot of people were very like, "What the fuck is going on?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know. It's that kind of movie." Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Andrea Martin's in it. Michelle Trachtenberg, right? Yeah. It's a strange one. Yeah. Apparently, this this remake is a feminist take on it. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could watch it. I don't know. I don't know when you're free. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah, watch it. We'll have to watch it. Yeah, because I definitely have it somewhere. Um, yeah. So I just... Um, 
Yeah, I haven't been doing a lot of horror. I got caught up on uh, the third season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes, and you're ahead of me on that. Uh, yeah, because you haven't. You have I've not been, been watching. I've that. been lacking. Um, I want to give myself enough time to like be able to like sit down or lay there and and, and let the the words of Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino wash over me. Yeah, they're very fast. Yeah, they're very. Is that the thing? Is that very, all? Yes. More girls too. Yeah. Okay. Very fast. Very verbose. Yeah, their dialogue. It's it's popping. It's popping. 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 Yeah, I have to keep the again the subtitles on. Uh, you know the closed captions. I mean, I don't know you could read that fast. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I can, Joe. Oh, can you? Yeah. No, oh, yeah. wrote you. Yes. Well, I mean, you <laughs> famously, I don't read. So right. Uh, no, I I really enjoyed this last season. Um, although, it, not, it was kind of one of those things where it's like it was kind of going along where it's going really well for everybody throughout it. So yeah. there wasn't a lot of like investment, you know, or a lot of or um, conflict and conflict. Exactly. You know, I mean, little stuff here and there, but I'm like, this it's not really pushing the story forward until the very last episode. And then I was like, what? And so I was like, now I have to wait a whole another fucking year yeah. just to come back, you know. So yeah, I was a little, I was a little perturbed by that that there wasn't more drama, more. Um, I know, you know, we know you are a messy bitch who lives with drama. So, yeah. I mean, in a show like this, you want more drama. Yeah, exactly. So. A woman doing things on her own. <laughs> yeah, there just wasn't enough. Of, the nerve. There just yeah, I mean, it just yeah, there wasn't a lot of conflict. I guess that's the best way to put it. Whereas yeah. I've been watching like you know Sugar Rush on Netflix. What's the, that? It's a cooking show. It's a oh. it's a baking competition show. I've been watching Glow Up at night. It's oh, like is it good? Show. No, it's <laughs> not. I, I put it on. I keep falling asleep. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's kind of hard to like. I, you know, I mean, I like makeup. I like you know to, to do eyeshadow and have fun and whatnot like that. But it's like it's so hard to like make that really dramatic. Mm-hmm. So it just seems so ridiculous watching that show. See, I love watching Face Off on yeah on Sci Fi. Well, that's interesting because they're like, using prosthetics yeah. and you, there's a lot more makeup stuff. You yeah. know, this it's like and they did an uh, they did an episode with that with prosthetics and of course the like prosthetic expert of the group gets kicked out you know whatever but they have these judges on there one of them is like creative director or something at mac makeup okay um fuck mac but still that's what he does and then this other woman who i can't remember their damn names um i keep wanting to call them the people from uh, face off vivi uh what's her name from uh she did like the music uh, the oscar yeah the, uh, the oscar award winning yeah and whatnot. Anyways, so they're just, they're so, <laughs> it's just like they do makeup challenges and then, mm-hmm. you know, they, if they fail at it, it's kind of split. The, so the episode is kind of like with Face Off. They have like the mini challenge and then there's like the main challenge. And so the, the conceit of this show is that they have, um, in the mini challenge they get, if they do badly, mm-hmm. They're put in the face-off chairs, which are it's it's always two of them. And yeah. so, in the second part of the episode during the challenge, if they can't redeem themselves, um, then they face off at the end. And sometimes they get switched out for somebody else who does poorly on the main challenge or whatnot. So then they kind of have to go head to head in something like um, do a cut crease. I look, you know, or here's. Um, 
you know, here's a bunch of stuff and it's free for all. Like, and you got five minutes, you know, <laughs> and then the two judges, <laughs> it's so ludicrous because of the, the drama of it. Cause there isn't really drama. It's like, yeah, it's you have to make it up. So they stand on the yeah. side and you know, the woman, she's just like, Oh gosh, did you, did you see the symmetry of that lip? <laughs> that the line, the line. You know, it's just, it's so ridiculous. I can't you know? tell if the judge is, like, floored or flabbergasted. It's its just stupid. I mean, really, I don't know why I'm watching it at all, except that I, th- I think some of the people on it are entertaining some of the mm-hmm. the contestants. But, like, the it's just so funny. It's like, you know, oh, God, she put that orange eyeshadow under the eye, which is interesting. <laughs> but is it as interesting as the blue that he did? You know, it's just, like, <laughs> you know, and they're, like, whispering to each other away from, like, the others that it's so like it's just so manufactured you know it it's looks like, a little that like wingtip i just couldn't even you know it's, <laughs> it's just yeah it's ridiculous but it's been fun just to put on at night and i just fall down asleep to it so. <laughs> uh, i've been re-watching russian doll I've never seen it. I really enjoyed it, so I've been. I was rewatching that. It's supposed uh, to be one of the best, um, uh, best shows of the year. So yeah, they did a great job with it. And I, there's supposed to be a second season coming, so I decided to rewatch it, kind of in anticipation, because I'm, I'm hoping um, that it comes out soon. We get Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is coming back in January. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So there's some horror. I might need to watch. The, I might need to finish the. <laughs> I need to finish that season. It got way better the second season because it started off a little slow. I thought the or not the second season, but the second half of the first season. Yes. So we watched it and then kind of dropped it for a while. But then when we came back, we were like, "Why did we stop watching?" Because it really got more interesting in the second part. I need to watch because I kind of stopped when it was like the. I kind of stopped after the first season when they come, the first episode when they come back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe I should pick it up again. It picks up a lot. And there's a lot more interesting stuff that happens in the second half. So, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it coming back because I'm curious where they're going to go with how they left it last season. Yeah. Any any show where we can, you know, honestly have a character named Dorcas is, you know, what I'm, what I'm here right. for. Yeah, I like that. Um, what else were you talking about? Uh, the Jagged Little Pill cast album came out. Yes. I know you love you some Broadways. I do. Uh, I do love a couple songs, but, you know, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I don't know if I care enough to see the, that show. Um, I mean, I guess if it tours and it comes here, I might as well probably go see it. Uh, kind of the same way I feel about Beetlejuice, the musical. Yeah, exactly. Um, even though it's like I'm, I'm very, very, very underwhelmed by the soundtrack. But it's like, well, if it comes, I mean, it'd be fun just to go for yeah. a night of theater and see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I was just, again, underwhelmed by the uh, by the Check a Little Pill thing. Because it's just like that album and the whole thing, it just exists in its own realm. It's just mm-hmm. weird to kind of make a, a show out of it. Exactly. You know, because it's such a singular voice. Mm-hmm. So you go and you chop all these songs up and distribute them amongst, you know, eight or nine characters, however many people are in it. I don't know. It just it seems really weird. So I will be looking forward to seeing Alanis herself yes, live. Yes, because you're going. Yes, I think, thankfully, was able to get tickets. You know, this whole situation nowadays, trying to get tickets on for concerts. It's you just, said it was like a, it was like this Herculean task that you were trying to, like accomplish these tickets what happened what was the deal well it's just because the way Ticketmaster does everything now which i mean i get it because they're trying to like you know make sure people can like 
quote unquote fairly buy the tickets, but now it's like completely sold out. This is the Hollywood Bowl in LA is where is where I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. So I had gotten on at like eight in the morning on my app and had it open because our um, computers at work block Ticketmaster for some reason. Doesn't block Facebook or any other social media. I can hang on that all day, but I can't buy tickets from Ticketmaster. Whatever. So it has it blocked. So I had my app open because I figured much like um, usually I don't care. I don't I don't um, try to like go on and be the first person to buy tickets for a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I figured with this because it's Liz Fair, Garbage, and Alanis Morissette doing the 25th anniversary for Jagged Little Pill. I'm like, this is probably going to sell pretty well. Yeah. Um, and I was right. I mean, fucking, it, it was sold, selling and sold out like the next day or, or by the time it had opened to public sale. And now all the tickets on there are like resales, which just pisses me off. So yeah, not doing a good job, Ticketmaster, if you're trying to keep it away from bots and scalpers because – Whatever. But anyway, so I'd gotten on. I had my app open at 8 because I was waiting for, like, the waiting room to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The queue, you know. So then it pops up finally. And I, like, of course, I'd looked away for a second. When I looked back, I was like, oh, shit. You know, so, yes, go into the waiting room. So when it opens up, I've got, like, 1,600 people in front of me. <laughs> and I'm like, really? I've been sitting on this freaking thing, you know. Wow. Same thing happened with the Dell. I was in there since 9 a.m., and the tickets opened, I think, at, like, 11, and I never got any. Like, I waited for wow. hours and hours, and I never got tickets to see her. They were sold out before I even got a chance to buy. <clears throat> so with this, I was just like, ugh. But it did move really quickly. Like, I saw it was, like, 1,652 people were in front of me, and then all of a sudden it went to, like, 14, and then 12, and then 8, and I was like, what's going on? So I figured people saw prices and then, like, you know, jumped Bailed. out. Yeah. Um, so I was lucky cause I actually got a really nice seat. I'm in the sixth row in the pit. I bought a VIP ticket. Um, so the tickets that are now being sold, like in my same row and area, like secondhand are going for three, four five times what I paid. Jesus. Yeah. Which is and, stupid. And, Don't. Yeah. And people will pay for it though. Well, but I just think that that's it, like, they shouldn't, they should just wait because it like, if those tickets sit there until May, June, you know, before the show, they'll be more reasonable you know because that's what happened with madonna too mm-hmm. you know we saw all these tickets that were like thousands of dollars and we we're like no fuck it so we waited and waited and then we got awesome seats for a really decent price because they came down because they will yeah yeah so anyways that was kind of the whole thing but i'm looking forward to the show it's gonna be really fun when I is it garbage june 9th oh nice okay yeah it's a tuesday I'm t- i took tuesday and wednesday off work i'm gonna go up i'm gonna uh, i think meet some friends who are also going um i i recently went up to la um with uh uh my my little dork face and we um we stayed at an airbnb right dork face my little dork face my little my that's what we're calling you have squancher i was okay. trying to figure out what i'm gonna call um my dude and i was like um maybe we'll a little dork face i don't know we'll see I got his permission to say it. So okay, so we stayed at an Airbnb that was literally next to the parking lots for the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, cool! So we'll so like right there. Yeah, so we'll have to tell you where they are because if you're looking for a place to stay, no, I'm gonna come back. Oh, okay, you're gonna yeah, come back. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll go to the show. The show starts at like seven, so it'll be over by eleven. So I'll just come back home and then okay. have Wednesday off. It'll be fun. Awesome. Yeah. Anyways. uh... Blah, blah, blah. I was um, all over the place on this uh, catch up here. On this little catch up. <laughs> Scary Christmas is upon us. It is. I'm looking forward to it this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Uh, got a good lineup. We're doing uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Uh, yeah. Hulu has a new nasty piece of work. Is their Christmas yeah. one this mm-hmm. year? So I'm going to show that. Um, I haven't shown Gremlins in a while, so I'm doing Gremlins again. Krampus, because I always like to watch Krampus. Um, Rare Exports. Haven't shown that since, I think, the first wow. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been a while. And I'm still kind of left a, a spot open if something else floats in. You know, got a couple ideas. Anna and the Apocalypse. Yeah, I was considering that one. But I know that we're saving that for a yes. little secret something. Yeah, so we are. Wanna, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it yet. I don't necessarily want to show it in that uh, space. Because I'm not going to be able to really watch it. That's right. You know, we just kind of show them all as background. But yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. On my Christmas watching list, um, I'm probably going to start my uh, rewatch of all the Christmaca episodes from the OC. And then I will do Mrs. Santa Claus starring uh, the Dame Angela Lansbury. And, <laughs> you know, everything that's the polar opposite of what you just said. Yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, I think that this is probably a good place to stop for a moment, take a breather, and then uh, to pause. We're going to come back and uh, chat about uh, 1990s arachnophobia. Oh, goody. That's why I don't have sex. It's not because of my face or my general attitude towards human beings. The thing is that they don't refer to any of these things as murders, which is the most amazing part. It's always referred to as a disappearance. There's fucking blood filling the back of a truck. That was certainly nice of me, wasn't it, huh? Same set as Casper's. Um, what? Is that really? No, but I would believe it, actually. That wouldn't shock me. I can't imagine that there's a ton of castles that Charles Band has at his disposal. <laughs> that frog is going to bang Roddy Piper. Nope, she's just one horny toad. <laughs> Justin Lung just screamed that he's a fucking walrus for so long. He keeps yelling, Kukukachu and shit. Join me and Matt as we discuss some of the worst of horror every week on the Horror Movie Night Podcast. Listen at HMNPodcast.com. All right, welcome back. So, today, this was a very... (laughs) I have not been looking forward to this episode either. So this was one of those things where, like, both of us had have issues we did not want to do this yeah but we did it because hashtag content yes and for you dear listener for you dear listener my Uh, god yeah so arachnophobia 1990 thrillomedy a thrillomedy directed by frank marshall uh with jeff daniels and john goodman um yeah so what do we think lady brosif no <laughs> I mean, it was just no. It was it was all right. I mean, I was just on edge the whole time, um, more than usual. Yeah, <laughs> more than I usually am. I guess I should say, but no, me too. It really gives me the creeps. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was just it was it, but it was like very heavily entrenched in that like late eighties, early nineties dialogue. Yeah. And just, like, that sensibility and, that you know, this could have been the town. I, I feel like someone needs to take up a uh, the project of 
making like a trailer for a movie that is just people in a town from like late 80s, early 90s. Because it reminded me a lot of like the town that Elvira goes to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fallbrook. <laughs> yeah. And so and so I was like, ah, oh, this is you know towny stuff in yeah. small towny stuff, and apparently in the middle of of uh, California because they're near San Francisco. I thought I thought uh, Jeff Daniels is really great, but otherwise I was just on edge the whole time because uh, we are too California. Yeah, Kanaima, Kanaima, and you know. Otherwise, uh, you know, we're two um, we're two arachnophobes. So willingly, we watched Arachnophobia. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it would be fun to you know because so many of the movies that we've watched over the course of this um, journey that is Fright School uh, have been movies that like I've seen a million times that I've loved or whatnot or haven't really necessarily scared me, mm-hmm. you know. But this movie, I, I just thought it'd be fun to do something, you know, if we're going to do, if we're going to talk about like, you know, when animals attack and natural horror, like might as well talk about, you know, my own personal phobia, yeah. which now if I'm ever on that fear, um, what's that show? Fear Factor. Fear Factor. I'm fucked because I was always like, I would just make something up and be like, oh, I'm terrified of snakes. But yeah. now it's out there. I'm terrified of spiders. Um, and you know, it's not even, it's so weird. I have such this like visceral reaction. Like they make me sick. They make me want to like throw up. Uh. Like they just make me feel like when I see them in person Yeah, on movies or like artwork, paintings, things like that. I mean, I think that they're, they can be very beautiful creatures, um, and capable of really cool stuff. Like, you know, watching videos and building webs and stuff. You're like, wow, these are like, it's amazing the, the work that they can do. Uh, but one in person, one crawling on me just makes me. Just every cell in my body rejects that. <laughs> Not here for it. So thought it'd be fun to do this uh, do this movie. So it's about uh, so it kicks off the Amazon rainforest um, as with, as as it does yes, as they all do with Doctor uh, Julian Sands, <laughs> uh, a spiderologist. I don't even know what you call that. An arachnologist. Ar- yeah, something like that. He's some sort of biologist. <laughs> yes, yeah, studying studying spiders, and uh, they find this new species. Yeah, that's like an apex predator of <laughs> of arachnids. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, it's well, it's just it's like, oh god, okay, we're going into where we're not supposed to be going, and then when he blows that like smoke into the trees, it's just like, oh, they're dead. Like, <laughs> right? He just yeah. like killed all of the things in those trees, and I'm like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they all start falling out, but then of course the one is alive, attacks yeah. the. Um, or the nature photographer Manley, which I just think is hysterical. Yes. Jerry Manley, uh, played by who was that actually? Because um, I recognize the guy. He's uh, a character actor. He's been in a couple. He's played the like the dad in a couple of things. Yeah, a lot of Disney stuff. Shoot, he didn't even make it to the cast list here that I can that I have. I know, and he's Poor the reason. Guy. And, he's the and he is. Guy. He's the whole crux. So yeah. you know, it travels back. You know, the little the little uh, general uh, jumps in. To his uh, coffin after it bites him, kills yeah. him, sucks know, so him dry. Brought back to California in in a pine box, escapes, mates with a common or some sort of house spider, yeah, domestic spider. Gets it on, Ma- yes, mates with a domestic and creates and this, this 
a new species of spider that are horrifically deadly to yeah. humans. And they just take over this small town. They're just mm-hmm. one one town at a time. One town at a time. <laughs> uh, did you find it funny, though? Yeah, it there is was a some. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Josh was referencing the little featurette from the DVD that we watched, which, by the way, he No, had, the trailer. Was that the in the trailer? trailer? Oh, the trailer, too. He called it a thrill omedy, which is, you know, a thriller and a comedy. Um, and... I, I should just mention that the DVD of Arachnophobia had not left the hermetically sealed packaging. Um, I know it's so funny. It's like I've had it for uh, well, I bought copies when we did Gorefest when animals attack. Arachnophobia was one of the films that we mm-hmm. gave away, along with I think Cujo might have been in there, something else. I don't remember, but I bought a couple copies of Arachnophobia because I realized I didn't own a copy, and I just kind of wanted it to be in my library in case I ever wanted to reference it or watch it again. Um, if I felt the need to uh, confront my... To, to have some exposure therapy. Exactly. Exposure therapy. Good job, Joe. Yes. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, we were talking about the the film as like another, as like an anti-colonialism warning. Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> I did like white, that. White people need to stay out of places. You know, yeah. they need not to be fucking around the jungles. They need to not be messing around with nature. Because this is what fucking happens. You know? You bring it, you bring something back that just eradicates civilization as we know it it's always like it's, <laughs> it's always threat. like some <laughs> some white person who is um who is uh it's either like a corporate person who's trying to like you know continue to make money and not report something bad that happened right. or it's like some scientist who is like you know trying to you know, for the glory of whatever, you know, good, good intentions. And we've talked about that a little bit in terms of like science and horror and, you know, like with Frankenstein and how far we should or should not be going with certain things. And the thing is, is that, you know, yeah, he discovered a new species of spider, but he also could have just left well enough alone. And, <laughs> and just it's not good enough. And what's his name on something? Yeah. So... I, it's just, it's, fo- it, it, it's just like, okay. And then, you know, we hired, at least we hired uh, native people to, you know, be the people to carry the heavy things and <laughs> the, the, the like Amazon, the, the Amazon native who was like, I'm not going farther than this. Yeah. <laughs> you can, and then the like ominous warning of an indigenous face, just like as he's just. looking like, no, no. Don't do no it. voy is what he said. No voy. Don't go there. Don't do it. Yeah. Bad don't things do it. will happen. And he did. And th- exactly. They did. Brought this horrible spider. I remember seeing this movie as a kid. Um, and, you know, I can't remember if I saw this before or after. So there's another film from the 70s with William Shatner called Kingdom of the Spiders. That sounds awful. Yeah. And I, I want... I went back and forth on whether we would do arachnophobia or whether we would do kingdom of the spiders. I feel like for me personally, arachnophobia is always what I remember as being the movie that like really freaked me out and made me think of that, you know, but kingdom of the spiders, it is not funny in the way that arachnophobia is, you know, like there's a lot of like silliness and, you know, the way that they film the spiders, it's all, it's like a slasher movie, you mm-hmm. know, and then John Goodman's character, yeah. um, which is, uh, what was his name? 
where to go. Uh, Delbert McClintock. I mean, even the name. Yeah, Delbert, Delbert McClintock. McClintock. And the way he talks on the even can tell her name. It's very Cajun, like, <laughs> I'm going to go and get them spiders. What is he even saying? Like, I need to, you know, but anyway, so it's like he's, it's just, it, it has a lot more humor. Whereas King of the Spiders is a lot more like Night of the Living Dead. Like, at the end, the spiders. They do. They take over this whole fucking town and encase it, cocoon it, and it was just it was horrifying as a kid, <laughs> especially because we lived like places like that, you know, with lots of wooded areas and you know Ohio, so lots of fucking spiders, man. I remember um, when we were really young and we lived, uh, we lived in like Franklin, Ohio. And we had these double-paned glass windows. And at night, there was these, like, spiders that came out of the woodwork between the windows. And they built, like, and they were gross, horrible spiders. And they scared the shit out of me. I just thought all the time that they were like spiders from that movie. No, I rebuke that in the name of our Lord Jesus. <laughs> I bind that with the light of Christ. Oh, I they cannot. freak me out. I mean, I remember seeing them for the first time when we moved into the no, place. That's the agent of the, that is the devil. That is the agent of the yeah, devil. I was probably seven or eight, and I had a conniption fit. <laughs> Full like, on. We can't live here. There are spiders in the windows. <laughs> and they were probably some completely ordinary spider that wouldn't hurt anybody. But yeah. they were freaky looking. You know, and I think that's again, that's kind of why arachnophobia is so fucking freaky because the spiders in it, they just look very ordinary. Yeah. You know, they're just little brown spiders doing their thing. You know, they, and so working together. Well, yes, which, you know, is not typical for spiders, but these, yep. uh, Whatever they were called, what I say, Avondale, Avondale, yeah, the yeah, Avondale spiders. They are they are social, and so they were kind of perfect to use in this movie. They uh, three hundred of them from New Zealand, not Australia. So forgive me, New Zealand. Um, yeah, they're large. They were picked for their large size, unusually social lifestyle, and they are essentially harmless to humans. And then they had models for the other ones. Although I thought that they used some kind of giant tarantula type thing for the general in some scenes. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look. But anyways. Um, but I, yeah, I just remember seeing them and like freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's just spiders are such a um, like a universal fear. Mm-hmm. You know, like, did you ever have a bad experience with spiders? Like, what, what's the spider thing for you? I just don't like the way they look, and I just get really freaked out when I, if I, you know, see. I, I actually, you know, this is a funny story. I actually was hypnotized. Um, I sought um, a friend of mine um, was, who is a, um, a practitioner, not anymore really, but a practitioner of hypno hypnotherapy, um, uh, I asked if he could hypnotize me to get rid of, um, to help le- lessen my fear. Yeah. And in the one, um, in the one session that he did, um, which was fascinating because I thought I was asleep for five minutes and I was actually asleep for 30. Oh, wow. Like, and it, it was, it was fascinating. Um, but he, uh, basically worked with me and, um, and I and I felt like it be not as severe as it was, um, but there's still some there. So, 
but yeah, it, it, it it's it not a bad experience per se. It was never really bitten with bit by one or anything like that. But like on Guam, there are these banana spiders, and oh yeah, and they just look they're beautiful because they have like they have like a colored body and everything. But just like their presence in the center of a web is just like really fucking freaky. Yeah, so scary looking. Yeah, exactly. So so it's just. That they're scary looking, and that's what I don't like. And every time I know that there's like some sort of spidery thing in a novel that gets adapted to a film, aka Harry Potter, aka Lord of the Rings, I like I have never seen those scenes. Yeah, what's that spider called in Harry Potter? Aragog. Aragog. That piece of bullshit. Yeah, that is a fucking scary ass scene. Oh, I've never yeah. seen it. I've never, literally, never seen it. How did you avoid it if you've seen the Harry Potter? You just got up and left? I just, I just, I just like put I'm my, not watching this. I'm just not watching yeah. this. Well, cause and those spiders, they're enormous and they like are ramming the car and doing shit. Yeah. Fuck I'm that. Not here for mm, that. No, I've never yeah. seen it. Yeah. Although I, I think, um, I don't, I feel like I read somewhere like about the, like entomological or whatever the word I'm looking for. Like the, the, um, Ant, like ants evolutionary and spiders and things like that. Was it entomology? The, is the, that the study of uh, the study of insects? Is uh, entomology? Entomology, etymology, etymology is words. Is words. Yeah. So, uh, because there's like the movies like them and tarantula and all of that. Mm-hmm. That that those kinds of animals cannot or what are, not animal. Well, whatever I'm trying to say, those sorts of creatures cannot exist being 50, 60 feet tall or like giant because of the way they're designed or something, they would they would just collapse under their own weight mm, or I something. I read that somewhere, which kind of made me feel better that, like, giant spiders couldn't actually exist because they can't... Something about the way that their bodies are. I don't know. This probably isn't making any sense, so... <laughs> I just remember... That was a way like, of you rationalizing particularly your... Particularly with, like, them, you know, which is about giant ants. There was, like this whole scientific article I read where it's like this movie is completely preposterous because these animals cannot exist this size. <laughs> um, that was a way to rationalize your fears. So, yeah, yeah. A little bit. But I mean, even if I, um, even if I, uh, <laughs> even if they absolutely could, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I, I, let's go back to the whole thing about like it, it talking about, colonialism and indigeneity yeah uh, well you know this professor is british which you know if you ever want to have like you know the stand-in for a british colonial for colonialism you just want to get a british guy um he obvi- <laughs> he has like respect for the species which is interesting because and he didn't seem particularly it wasn't too overly concerned with his fame and fortune um which i feel like if it was that would have been a lot more campy approach but uh, yeah, and then they they come into this like small town, and then they're in the small town, and then they just take over. And it's interesting because like the the doctor who um, uh, Jeff Daniels plays uh, Doctor Ross Jenkins, who is a um, a huge arachnophobe due to right. child due to childhood trauma, and now that he's in this small town, getting away from you know the big city. Uh, he is fighting with a lot of things, but it's interesting because, like, they think 
they think that they're safe, but they're not. And that's, I, and I always love that. It's like when they escape somewhere because they feel the relative safety of like, you know, small town, USA, small town, exactly. When in actuality they're being invaded. And again, this is a different type of invasion anxiety, right? Right. Because it's the natural world that we have no insight or understanding into really. Um, in fact, we don't even really get the exposition of how it is that we're going to conquer and beat the enemy until more than halfway through the film uh, when the when the research assistant comes in. Right. No, I mean, it's 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 an interesting, you know, like if we we're going to analyze the film and, and, and contextualize it like in sort of an, you know, an academic discussion. Um, yeah, you have this invading creature from south america this invading presence like coming into you know again like the slasher film like halloween when we talk about that like the like the encroaching um urban sprawl urban sprawl on like small town america the the threats the death of it you that 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 comes from mm-hmm. you know a, approaching modernity mm-hmm. you know and so this yeah it's like you can kind of read you know if if it's like this foreign species, you know, it's that sort of anxiety, something that we're still dealing with, obviously now, you know, that always, you know, Mexico is coming for us, you know? Yeah. Um, and then like, Russia is coming for us. <laughs> and there's an interesting discussion of like, uh, of like classism in the town because yeah. you have, um, you have like, you know, Dr. Jenkins, Who's coming in with his fancy Yale law? Uh, fancy Yale. Yeah, I love it. Oh, Mister Fancy Yale. Fancy. Law, man. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, well, not law. Yale medicine, I guess. Medicine. Sorry. Yeah, I know. We, we Yale. Yale is good for law. Harvard is good for medicine. Yes. Um, Yale medicine. Yale medicine. This is about Yale a school of drama. Sorry, I've had um, a few of my lavender daiquiris. I yes. Guess. By the way, Joshua <laughs> is drinking a beautiful drink. Um, a lavender daiquiri in this beautiful glass. Yes, I. Uh, it's very tasty. I recommend it, folks. Moan and lavender syrup, a little Bacardi white rum, some lemon juice, a little simple syrup, ice. Yeah. It's tasty. tasty. Anyways. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there is this sort yeah. of, like, push and pull from, like, you know, a more, like the advance. Like, he's coming in, like, I know, you know, yeah. more than you, kind of having that push and pull yeah. small town life. Exactly. And then the, the doctor, the resident doctor, whatever, his Metcalf, I think, Sam Metcalf, yeah. is feeling like, you know, he's all, all obsolete, feeling his own obsolescence. But it's the kind of that push and pull where it's, like, he knows that something – terrible is going on and everyone is like nah it's just this or nah it's just that so in a more modern context it's just the kind of the ability of like the you know the educated from the ignorant uh that kind of contrast between the two and how none of it truly matters when you're dealing with a force of nature um i mean it helps it helps obviously but you know the person who ends up being like the most helpful force in the whole thing is the um, is the exterminator who is being played as the fool for a lot of it. Yeah, he's goofy. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Well, and he, you know, he misses, like, the spider in the toilet. And, yeah. You know, so he's not as thorough, like, as he thinks. But he's definitely, in the end, the most, you know, he's he's needed. You know, yeah, he's absolutely. There. He is helpful. Um, yeah. Burn your whole goddamn house down to kill one spider. Yeah. <laughs> I would. <laughs> 
Um, just to go back a little bit, so I don't, I won't go over this whole thing. But there's all you need is biology, is the website. All you need is biology.wordpress.com. Size matters for insects, and it's all about why uh, the problems of having giant insects. So uh-huh. I did make it up. I did want to say, like, you should read it. So, <laughs> well, there you go. That there were that there are some things about uh, their particular anatomies that make them capable of being so small. Um. Anyways, <laughs> and stay small. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, fear of spiders. Yeah. Arachnophobia. <laughs> Arachnophobia. Good job. Uh. So Stephen Tiasma's Monsters on the Brain and Evolutionary Epistemology of Horror. I've referenced this before because it's so it's very interesting. What I'm very fascinated about with um fear. And particularly like arachnophobia or people being afraid of snakes or people being afraid of like, you know, particular animals is a lot of times people have not had actual negative experiences with them. Yeah. You know, I've never, I haven't been bitten by a spider or had some sort of emergency with spiders. I've never been covered in them. I've never had like some sort of horrible experience, but I just have this since being very young, having this sort of irrational fear and then of course movies like this and television things that i've seen have kind of you know reinforced it but i've not had that sort of i've not had an experience that i can really justify being afraid of spiders yeah Mm -hmm. same for you i guess in a way yes absolutely and for most people and so i think it's very interesting this like darwinian roots of horror uh, sort of this article, I've mentioned it before on the podcast because we've talked um, a little bit about, um, like with Alien, the reason that the facehugger is so scary is because it combines like snakes and spiders in kind of one entity and it's just automatically creepy to all of us. Yeah. You know, because there's some sort of deep rooted lizard brain experience that like humans have. So there's this idea, you know, that like we can inherit fears and they've done this. They've tested this. They've tested, you know, rats, for example, have been analyzed in new threatening environments. And those animals that displayed fearful behaviors were bred together in only 10 generations of breeding. Scientists were able to measure 10 times more fear in the population, 30 generations, 30 more uh, times. Uh, Darwin, took snakes, real and fake, to the London Zoo primate house and discovered that chimps had an extreme fear of snakes. You know, chimps that never Mm -hmm. probably ever saw a snake at all were bred in captivity. Um, Immediately had, like, a, a, a fear of them. Now, one, that might be because something's being introduced to their environment that they haven't seen, but just just that in, in, initial reaction is not curiosity or is it something to eat. It's a fear. Yeah. Uh, which I just find really fascinating. You know, I love this idea that that we have are able to... We have this, like, part of our brain... That is hardwired for like, meow, 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 like yeah, danger, danger, danger. danger. You know? And I just think that's really fascinating. That's something that we have like passed down, like you know, because at one point in time when we were like cave dwelling creatures or forest dwelling creatures or whatever the hell you know we were, we probably did have spiders and snakes that were real threats to our safety and to our survival. And so you, you know, you have early human, early hominid creatures that 
you know, knew to stay away from those to ensure their survival. And now all these millennia later, it, that still shows up in this irrational fear. So pervasive in some way. like based, you know, in, in reality. And I just think that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is because again, like you said, it's like, I really haven't had those things, those, uh, those fears or the, those like, direct experiences with it, but I've still had this fear. And it's fascinating the the scene in the film where the lab assistant is telling Jenkins, you know, our neurotransmitters, you know, yeah. and he's like, well, I must not be born with that or something like that. And it's just fascinating because like there are people who they don't experience that because for whatever reason, but the people who do are like connected to this longer. Yeah, you mean people who are not afraid. Yeah, not yeah. afraid versus people who are. And then they're just connected to a larger like um, a larger history, a larger legacy of that kind of fear. Um, and how it still survives to this day. Uh, yeah. Um, so from this article, um, arachnophobia, or fear of spiders, is a universal human dread, especially in children. Biologist Tim Flannery asks, why do so many of us react so strongly and with such primal fear to spiders? The world is full of far more dangerous creatures, such as stinging jellyfish, stonefish, blue-ringed octopi, that by comparison appear to barely worry most people. Um, I don't know how often you have opportunity to you know see these sorts of animals though uh, whereas a spider can pop up in your house any day exactly and i lived on an island where we had experience with all three of those things yeah but you're still like that's not a pervasive exactly i'm not afraid of a stonefish (laughs) uh but flannery speculates a darwinian story that connects human arachnophobia to african prehistory so this is kind of more about if we evolved in an environment filled with venomous spiders, um, then a phobia could be advan- advantageous, uh, advantageous for our survival. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, that trait gets passed on to greater frequency in the larger human population. So, yeah, I think that's very interesting that we have this, like, memory um, that just lives in a lot of us, you know, without actually having that, you know, dangerous experience like i'm not afraid of bees but when i was a kid we lived in this house in waynesville um ohio and my brothers and sisters dad i can't remember what the hell he was doing but he wanted to rebuild a window or some bullshit and so he took it out well it turned out that there was a like a bees like a A hive a hive built into the wall like the outside Somehow bees had constructed within the within the windows and all of that this hive. And so the house was flooded with bees. Oh, no. Oh, it was terrifying. Like, in the sense that there were just all these bees that filled the house. And we had to, like, go outside and, you know, exterminators and all this had to come. Um, and then for weeks and weeks there were bees in the carpets and just bees everywhere. You know, dead bees. But they didn't – like, I'm not afraid of bees. Even though, like, I remember – I needed something in the house and I went in and like went up to the bedroom and then I got like trapped because there were so many bees like trying to get back out of the house. Oh my I was just like hiding in a bedroom, <clears throat> you know, yelling out the windows like I can't get out. <laughs> like I'm stuck. All the bees. I didn't get stung or anything like that. But I mean, it, the whole house was filled with them, was invaded by them. But I'm not afraid of bees. 
you know, if anything, I'm 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 very proby, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not afraid of them. And that was, I was really young. I was you know again probably around the same time of seeing this movie and not having the same reaction. Yeah, you know, being seven or eight years old, not being terrified of bees by the swarm. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, my little brother was born. So actually, I was probably younger than that. Maybe he was a year. So yeah, I was probably six or seven. Oh my god! When that happened, because that's the that's the house that Cody was born in. Mm, okay. Yeah, nineteen ninety. So yeah, I was probably yeah around six, six or seven. And I have the memory of the house because I just remember the bees afterwards, like you know, just vacuuming them up for weeks. Out, you know, because they just they were everywhere. You know, they just filled the whole house. How did you not hear the humming, the buzzes? Huh. It's a really old fucking house. I just remember him knocking into the window, and it just was awful. And then bees. Yeah, it was horrible. And maybe, I mean, I don't have a strong memory of, like, what was going on. Maybe that's what he was after. Maybe he did hear it and wanted mm-hmm. to see if there's an electrical problem or something. Who the hell knows? Yeah. I don't remember. I just remember the bees. I, it was really weird. I think, like, but not, I'm not afraid of them. I think, like, spiders are just, like, I, I just don't like, like, creepy crawly things in general. Yeah. So, so it's uh, a morphological thing. Yeah. I mean, because, like, I, I also had an experience with bees recently. We had bees that were like that were created a hive in through this pipe into the garage. And I remember telling my uh, folks, I said, Hey, you know, we have to figure out if there's a way to remove them without killing them because yeah. of a, the situation yeah. that our world has found itself in. And, um, and then we ended up just like at night when they were not as active, putting a screen over the pipe so that way no one could get in but no one could get out. Mm. And I just remember thinking like, oh, my God, this is where like the ghost of a thousand million bees are going to come and fuck me up. <laughs> but no, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. The, 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 the things that we have inherited that still uh, pervade from the times when, you know, early, early humans were, were living um, with those real threats. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the inheritedness of it. And then again, the morphological, like, so the, 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 the way that spiders look automatically freak us out. You know, they got a lot of legs, they got a lot of eyes, you know, there's, they're very different from our makeup, you know, and from the way that we are organized as, as a species, you know, so there's that automatic, that's fucking freaky. Yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why I had a difficult time watching the thing. Well, yeah, exactly. Which also plays with the same, you know, the body horror and like the, you know, dis more, you know, well, again, morphological, you know, the, 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 the design, the aesthetic of the creatures. Yes. 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 It's really horrifying. Um, well, I was trying to get this to load. I wanted to, uh, I found a few interesting facts about arachnophobia. Um, Oh, the the movie, not the not the disc, not the condition. Yeah, just the movie, just just fun stuff. Um, so it was it did film partly in Venezuela, so where no movie production had filmed before. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like they could have actually brought you know found something and brought and brought it, it over. <laughs> it could have been really really freaky. Um, and then that big yeah, what kind of spider was it? The um, Bird-eating tarantula. That's I don't the one that need they to hear used that. For, <laughs> for Big Bob, uh, which they named after Robert Zemeckis, apparently. This is uh, 18... I'm not going to read all these. 18 creepy facts about arachnophobia. This is from Aaron McCarthy, July 
2015. Mm. Recently? Yeah, so recent-ish. Um, I like that they had to paint it. They they painted purple stripes on the spider that they used and added a prosthetic abdomen to give him greater bulk. I just find that hysterical. Like, who is that person that's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm here, I'm the makeup artist for the, for the arachnid? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm here. I'm I'm here to I'm here to paint this living being, this living creature. Um, we were talking about something. Oh, yeah, they had to put them asleep with carbon dioxide. Uh, some of the the spiders, and then um, oh yeah, so they hated lemon pledge, so they sprayed it all over the place to help, like in lines, to keep the spiders moving in particular directions. Mm. And then sometimes they had to knock them out with carbon dioxide. And then they put little tiny leashes on them <laughs> and little steel plates to so they could uh, either pull them where they wanted to go or use magnets to move them around. I just, I don't know. I think that's hysterical. And then also uh, hair dryers mm-hmm. to get them to, to, to go around. <laughs> um, I think we talked a little bit while we were watching it. They had to do a lot of takes. The spiders... Never really wanted to they cooperate. They're not actors, you know. They didn't go to the, any school. They're no. no tr- uh, they're not Yale. They're not Yale drama grads. They're not Yale drama. Grads. They're not Ro- like Yale law grads. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. You know, none of them. <laughs> um, yeah, some of this isn't all that interesting. Um, Daniels hated the big spider just because he. Uh, he wasn't really. He had to do takes with him that took too long. <laughs> no, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I did find it interesting that uh, we were talking a little bit at the um, at the beginning of the movie because the bird, the crow, that picks up the spider and yeah, yeah, is yeah. the one who drops it off. So originally, I guess they wanted they had this idea that at the end, um, a bird would like land on the swing set and then another bird. And then, like, an, you know, like, so a couple, like, it was, they'd start to collect. Yeah. Um, as, as, like, a, in the which birds. We had just, uh, yeah, we just did the birds. Which takes place in the similar area. Yeah. But, uh, Spielberg put a, put a kibosh on that. Yeah. They did not, uh, kill any spiders during production. Mm, good for them. Yeah. They only used bodies of arachnids that had died of natural causes. <laughs> oh, good. It's also the first movie to be billed as a thrillomedy. Yeah. So lucky, lucky <laughs> ass, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. Are you going to watch it again, Joe? No. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Once was enough. I've been trying, it's taken almost four years to try to avoid this shit, Joshua. And I, it's inescapable. But I'm glad that we, you know, we here at Fright School are not afraid to. Explore our own fears. Yeah, I will probably definitely have nightmares about this. Yes, I can't wait. I cannot wait to just go to sleep and, you know, be completely terrified. I mean, I I, I was lucky that I could see... um, I could see some of the film through my (laughs) t-shirt because... You know. I know you kept jumping, like, you know, which, I mean, it freaks me out, too, because when those spiders fucking jump, mm-hmm. you know, onto people, yeah. that is freaky. So and that I is fucking real. They can yeah. do that. 
They absolutely can. I remember going on this uh, stupid, this is again, this is why I hate nature and hiking and all of that. Uh, when I was a kid, we'd have to go to those stupid like pilgrim villages or whatever it was called, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, other nonsense like that. Or like, we're all going to go spend a day in some national park. And, and colonial blah, 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 whatever blah. bug. And uh, I remember we did that one year. We had to like go through, um, we were walking, I don't even know what it was, some kind of like corn maze or <laughs> something. I don't remember, but there were these like wolfsman spiders. Fuck that. And they jump, you know, so we're walking and you can see the little fuckers like hopping. It was freaky as shit. I'm like, yeah. I hate this. I'm, hate I'm, this so I'm out. I'm out. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. Yeah. It was horrifying. Uh, so yeah, again, another reason I don't go out into the greenery because yes. you never know. We were being watched again, like with this, it was like, um, Halloween, you get mm-hmm. like the perspective of the spider watching people. Yes. It, I thought that was very nice. Yeah. It, I, like you said, it's built like a kind of a slasher. So you, yeah. you have to have like the, uh, the girl in the, in the shower, right in the shower, that whole scene. I and I was that. like, Oh my God, this spider is about to bite her in her vagina. Like this, this of psycho a little bit, you know, you see exactly. it's like shadow against the, against the shower curtain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, again, I do think that this is it, it is funny in a lot of ways. There's there are some references. If you had seen this four years ago, maybe you wouldn't have made some of the connections, you know. So there's definitely you know a little bit of reference to to other horror films for sure. Birds, obviously, Psycho. I, I I do think Halloween and things like that with some of those like the trope of, of a man overcoming his own trauma. Yes, yes. it's got a trauma narrative. PTSD. Yeah. You must. It's. It, it feels that all. All horror, especially of this, like, you know, all horror that uh, I've seen so far, there's some sort of, like, trauma narrative that, you know, is the subplot and the driving force behind um, and foreshadowing even of uh, the actual plot. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I I did not want to watch this movie either, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. And it's rare that we're able to both be freaked out by a movie. So it's going to be fun to watch it again. I thought you held yourself very much composed. Well, you were jumping so much. Yeah. (laughs) I was was like legitimately scared for things. I fucked up. I did love how uh, Sam Squanch was just like laughing at me. (laughs) And I, I appreciated that. I was like, I was like, I really am not overacting. I'm just legit scared. When he tries that shit all the time with me, he's like, in the earlier, he's like, you know, what do you, you know, these spiders, like all eight of its eyes are looking at you. How do you think you're going to feel? Fuck that. And I'm like, well, probably the same for that creepy clown that lives under your desk who's going to pull you under. What do you think about that? Yeah. So I'm lucky because his fear of clowns, I think, is worse than my fear of spiders. Okay. So I'm like, don't fuck with me, Jeffrey. I will fill your <laughs> office with creepy red balloons. Don't do it. Don't You'll float it. too. You'll float too. Uh, yeah. So he's always trying to like freak me out with spider stuff, and I'm just like, um, clowns. All right. Don't make me play the poltergeist theme in it, here. Exactly. I'll do it. Exactly. Anyways. All right. Well, this was a fun, uh, horrible experiment for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to figure out what else we can do to challenge each other. There, there's. I'm pretty sure you could figure it out, so I'm yeah. not even going to go there. <laughs> yeah. There are definitely some other, especially movies like this, that are yes, uh-huh. more real. But 
Anyways, all right. Well, Joe, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we got to do that together. Thank you. I'm glad we got to do that as Are you well. Like, is there a spider up there? No, I'm not. I just <laughs> was like, I, I saw one of your boxes was empty, empty, and it was the Krampus. So, oh yeah, they're, yeah. they're out on the table. In the front way. Awesome. Welcoming visitors. Mm. Alrighty. Well, thank you all for listening to this uh, jaunt down uh, trauma lane. Um, <laughs> title of ep. <laughs> until, until next time, sleep well, dear listener. Good night, Joe. The itsy bitsy spider went up the water's Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. listening to the Geekscape Network.